All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Are You Entertained podcast, your ultimate source for music, movies, TV, and sports. Feels like we've been on a little hiatus, but we are back in business, baby. I'm Trey Lessio, the dawn of entertainment, alongside Brandon in the Consigliere. Brandon, what up, though? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Um, as as always, you know the drill, like us on everything, subscribe. Uh, the rotten, Like I said, Rotten Tomatoes. They um, made it, so they're opening up the doors for reviewers of movies. And as you know, we do a little unfiltered cinematics. So uh, the only problem is the minimum subscriber amount is about 30K. Uh, we need a little bit more, so tell a friend to tell a friend. We and got, tell that friend to tell a yeah, friend. Yeah, we're going to need a little boost here. So uh, in due time, hopefully it comes. But until then, keep telling your friends because we need to take over the world. Um, we have a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. We always start with our shoot the shit segment. Um, Brandon, any new albums, songs, movies, TV shows, any crazy stories for us? What What do you got for us? Yeah, I'm trying to think. So, since the last, so the last episode we did, we broke, it, we previewed Astro World yep. and Mac Miller's album, and we kind we kind of have like little mini review segments here. So, if right. you want to keep that. Okay, so we'll keep those. Yeah. Um, but other no than new that, movies, I don't think. Same with shows. I am excited. Yeah. So I'm a big Sons of Anarchy fan. Okay, they're doing a spinoff. Yeah, I heard about uh, that about the Mayans. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. I think that'll be pretty good. So I'll probably get into that once okay. that starts. I think that starts pretty soon. Oh, and you don't have HBO, so you couldn't watch uh, LeBron's The Shop. Yeah, no, I heard oh, I, I heard pretty really good things. Candace Parker and John Stewart. Oh, there was sh- a shit ton of people. Vince really? Staples, oh, okay. Draymond Green. Um, John Stewart stayed there pretty much the whole time. He was really good. Um, I love John Stewart. Yeah, yeah. It was very like there was a lot of intellectual talk, a lot of like inspiring talk. Right. Like it was really good. I think you would really enjoy it. So yeah, we can't come HBO. So yeah, you have to come here one day and check it out because it was really good. I felt like you would like it. Um, I have an album that I listened to that has really stuck with me. Um, it's not a turn up album at all. It's quite the opposite. It's a uh, basically an album about depression and kind of suicide prevention it's a guy named busy crook he goes by busy b-z-z-y and uh, it's called before i jump and this is a dark ass album it is a sad ass album but it's one that like really sticks with you like Mm -hmm. like it, it gets in your head and you're just like it it really paints a picture of what's going through his head and the right. depression and it's just very very powerful and it gave me chills when I listened to it and just a very sad album but the cool thing is I think it's more it, it does let me tell you it doesn't end on a happy note but it, it I feel like it's more so to for people going through that it's more like you're not alone like right. talk to somebody kind of like a logic song yeah yeah um, and it's not that upbeat. Right, 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 yeah, right, right. Yeah, but the I, message. But the it. message, yeah. And it, a cool thing that Busy is doing, he it has a rollout where he um, made a phone number to where it routes to his personal line. And he said he he said on Twitter that you can call him at any time of the day and he will talk to you directly. So Damn. it's really cool. He's kind of an up and coming rapper. I would say maybe on the same level, maybe a notch below my boy Sylvan LeCue. So... Highly recommend it if you're into deep ass like storytelling cohesive albums. Very dark, very scary and powerful, but I, I recommend it. It was one of those that like really sticks with you. Mm-hmm. So 
I just figured I'd uh, talk about that. Um, any new shows or movies? Like I said, LeBron's uh, show, The Shop, really, really good. I'm excited to see where it goes. I think the idea behind it is like he's going to bring in new people every episode. Right. So it's going to be cool to see who he gets and what they talk about. But I really enjoyed the first episode. Other than that, someone on Twitter said uh, LeBron should bring KD in just so he can get his haircut. <laughs> Not funny. talk at all. Just that's get funny. His, get his lineup straight. So yeah, that's that's comedy. I mean, honestly, there were some people like Vince Staples, and um, there was a comedian dude, a black comedian from uh, SNL. It wasn't uh, Michael. Ch- is it Michael Che? Yeah. It wasn't him. I'm trying. To, it was like a skinny dude. I don't know his name, but he was funny. He was good in the show too. So, all right. Um, Anything else there? No. Let's, let's hop right into it then. Uh, number one, music. Our big music thing. It was just recently. It recently came out the other day. Logic announced Young Sinatra 4. The album is coming September 28th. Uh, he dropped hints on the artwork of his singles One Day and The Return. Um, I saw some things floating around on Twitter. I also tweeted them out myself. Basically, there was this... Uh, both of the artworks had it was like a sign and it was like kind of an old days 50s style sign and on it it had a a kind of logo it was kind of weird and it had it was all like connecting and it looked a little bit like letters you i personally could clearly see the ys and then it has like the one uh like the roman numeral four um now as like a big rat pack member and a logic fan the song Young Sinatra 4 on tour on the Incredible True Story tour, he said that the song Young Sinatra 4 um, was the second verse on the song Intermission from Incredible True Story. Right. So, I don't know. That kind of like threw me off. So, I'm like, is it Young Sinatra 5 or is it Young Sinatra? Um, but we get the album Young Sinatra 4. I personally hope that it's not called Young Sinatra 4. Like, I hope. Like the the previous mixtapes have been called Young Sinatra, Young Sinatra, Undeniable, Welcome to Forever. So I'm hoping this one like has right. an actual title. But um, either way, basically what he did was he uh, after he basically announced the album with a freestyle, and he fucking dropped bars, yes, bars, um, just crazy, crazy, crazy. So it's really cool to see Logic's rollouts, especially. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming, no offense, you don't follow the the artist who paints all of his covers and shit. So he's been kind of trickling out and showing hints from previous album covers for for like a bunch of them had like YS4 on it, and they've been like hinting at it all along. Huh. So it's just kind of it's just kind of cool that they have been planning this and it's been in the works. Um, so after hearing these songs, one day in the return, have you have you heard both of them? Um. Which no, one I'm day? Was one that day, the one with the video, the like seven minute video? Um, yes, the one. Yeah, I didn't listen to that. Okay, one Okay, so it it has the singer from One Republic, and yeah. the it's it's kind of like a more of a upbeat kind of more radio ish song where he's like, and maybe one day I'll be wiser. Like it's like deep kind of. Yeah. And then the return is just straight bars. Like yes. it, it's fire. You heard that one? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And he basically like called out Jay Z to be on yep. a song with him. Yeah, it was just really dope to because that's like the young Sinatra right. shit, like right. the boom bap, the the bars, the rapping. 
So I really appreciated that. Um, let's see. After hearing these songs, do you think you'll enjoy the Young Sinatra vibes combined with his other mixtapes, the Bobby Tarantino mixtape vibes, or the album vibes more? Like, do you think we're going to get reminiscent of the old Young Sinatra mixtapes? Do you think... Um, Bobby Tarantino vibes will be kind of blended in. When I think Bobby Tarantino, I think more turn up songs. That's kind of what he has done with the Bobby Tarantino series. Or do you think we'll get kind of a mesh between the two and maybe get some album vibes? Like I feel like with Logic, the album is a little deeper than right. what the Bobby Tarantino is. So what do you I guess what do you expect from this upcoming album, mixtape, whatever? Right. Well, first let me say uh, the reason I like started to like logic was from the young Sinatra mixtapes. Yeah. Um, that was what you on who you did. Of course. Hey. Um, I think those are his best works. Those are my, my personal favorites. Yeah, and your are, your are favorite those. is welcome, welcome forever, to right? forever yeah. is my favorite. Um, so I, that, that just from the jump makes me super excited. Yeah. Um, I, the Bobby Tarantino stuff is fine. It's whatever. It's probably my least favorite of the I logic. Agree. Um, I would assume because it will be, uh, you know, the mixtape that it'll have a little bit of Bobby Tarantino feels um, on like a couple songs, maybe one or two songs, right? But I, I, I think it'll truly be more mixtape logic, um, like you said with the albums. I think he dedicates so much time, energy, and like thought into each individual album that I don't think that's what this will be. I don't think this will be cohesive. Okay. Tell a true story. Sure. I, I think this will be logic bars. having fun, giving us bars. Okay. But the thing is, I totally agree with you, and I think that's what it's going to be. I just think that there's a certain vibe that you get with um, Bobby Tarantino, and I just feel like that's just turn-up music, turn-up, turn-up. Right. I don't necessarily think this is going to be like turn-up music. I think we're going to get bars, and like The Return and like that freestyle, that's the more kind of fun freestyle. Right, 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 right. That's what I think we're going to get, and you can which tell, I'm excited like, for. The, the one crazy thing about Logic that I will say is – you can hear almost any song by Logic and know exactly which category it is. Yeah, like it's crazy. If, if that's weird totally. to think about, but like you know when it's an album song, like yeah, you know when it's Bobby Tarantino, and mm -hmm. you know, like it's almost like he has a voice, a different voice for each genre. Yeah, uh, or which each, I think is kind of impressive. No, right? I, I agree. Yeah. The other thing I'll, I'll say is when I watched the video of him um, when he announced the Young Sinatra Four. Yeah. Um, the way like when he raps really fast the way his jaw looks did you notice that at all no. his like face like his jaw like comes like it like enlargens really? when he's going really fast it's a real like trippy <laughs> you should go back and watch it's it you, you'll know exactly what i'm talking <laughs> right. about it like flares up huh it's, i'll have to check that out wild. yeah he killed that shit i cannot oh my god he man it. i have not heard logic like that in a long time i'm, I'm really excited um so here's kind of just a little fun thing. So do you think it's safe to say, do you think it's safe to call Logic one of the hardest working artists in today's game? The man has literally put out a project a year for nine straight years. This year, this year, excuse me, he'll have at least two projects. So we kind of know that Ultra 85 is going to be the name of his next album. He's basically confirmed that. Um, there's hints and all, like, like I said, I've been kind of following the artist who does the cover right. and like they basically been hinting and they they haven't like truly confirmed but basically they've confirmed so right. we know that's going to be the next album album like 
he, he it's just incredible. So whether we get Ultra 85 this year, we're definitely going to get Young Sinatra for this year. Um, it's just it's well, didn't insane. Didn't we just to me. get Bobby Tarantino? Was yeah, that Bobby the Tarantino two. Bobby Tarantino this year, right? Bobby Tarantino two came out in like spring April. of this year. Yeah. yeah. So this year we get two. So it's just it, it's crazy. Nine straight years, at least one project a year. This year we get two. It's just that motherfucker has to be hard at work. And I think we talked about this on the last podcast. He came out and said he has like. 80 songs and seven projects like ready to go and in the works so this man just has to to be acting yeah and he wants to act and he's been writing a novel right um i think he's on a second novel now actually i I actually might go cop the first one like just to see what it's about i'm a big logic guy so the dude just like puts everything in his work it's it's crazy to me and so here here's a question that kind of goes with that so do you think the quality matches the quantity like do you think because normally like in terms of like let's say gucci Mane, he puts out fucking like four albums a year and i can't necessarily i'm not gonna say like i hate gucci i won't vibe with any of his music but to me like the the quality doesn't match the quantity like for logic it feels like like i'm not the biggest bobby tarantino fan like i'll listen to it but i can't sit here and say like i've gone back to bobby tarantino too a lot um so i just think but overall i would say the quality is there like most of his music is fucking really good and some of it's just not for me like the bobby tarantino i'm more like album logic and i'm excited to see this young sinatra logic back again but i think the quality matches the quantity for the most part. Would yeah, you agree? I would say it, it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, again, there's been there's been plenty of logic I haven't really liked that much um, as a whole, um, but I, I do think for as much as he puts out, the quality is pretty close. Okay, so you you just said there have been logic al- like albums projects that right. you don't really fuck with on a whole. Right. What would you say, like Bobby Tarantino too? Uh, or, actually, or, or lot or everybody or what? what, what right. Are you saying? So, um, Bobby Tarantino one. I I actually like the second one more than the oh, first really? one. Um, I would flip it to be honest. But really? Yeah. See, it, I I I don't know. Bobby Tarantino one was was cool. But I actually preferred the second one. Okay. Um, and That's then – let me get there. Uh, the Incredible True Story, I was not a huge fan of. Okay. I mean, in the time, I fucking loved it. It was amazing because I'm just a huge Logic right. fan. Going back, I would say it's probably his worst album this far. Right. Honestly, I've been listening to Under Pressure kind of a lot Under lately. Under Pressure, I think – And that is, is very underrated. That I honestly that might be, be his best. best album. I mean, that, I, That's what I would probably put as number one. For, yeah, for I, I really like uh, everybody, and I appreciate the storytelling. But Under Pressure, it just – I don't know if it has a skip, to be honest with you. It's yeah, just no, I really agree. good. Uh, but yeah, no, the incredible true story, even from the beginning, I never really, really? Like, fully got into. See, at that point, I was like all into logic. Right. Like He was just blowing up, and like I have been there from the jump, so I was fully entrenched with no, like, the logic fandom. But Okay, um, there's logic talk for you. Let's move on to some VMAs shit. Um, first of all, did you even watch the VMAs? I watched I some. Watch I didn't watch on all. TV. I saw some of the videos, the highlights and, and stuff. Yeah, some of that. Stuff. Okay, we don't have to spend a lot of time. We can kind of run through it. But uh, some notable awards that were given away: Video of the Year went to Havana by Camila Cabello, "Smoke." Uh, Artist of the Year, Camila Cabello. Song of the Year, "Rockstar" by Post Malone and Twenty One Savage. 
and best new artist went to Cardi B, even though she's kind of been around now for a minute. Um, so though, I mean, I don't think I don't personally put a lot of validity into like a VMA award. It's kind of more fan based personally, but it is what it is. Um, so the show had some pretty cool moments. Just to kind of run through a few of them. J-Lo won the Video Vanguard Award and called A-Rod her macho and the classic meme going around of him like taking a picture yeah. of her. That shit was funny. Um, I didn't see this live, but I saw like people talking about it on Twitter the next day. Madonna had a tribute to Aretha Franklin, who recently passed away. Um, R.I.P. the Queen of Soul. But she, Madonna like went off off the rails and basically just like made it about herself like super Shocker. super fucking weird like she was say- she was saying weird Why Madonna weird still shit gets like gigs and stuff beyond me well it's probably just her drugs like <laughs> have like messed with her head a little too much yeah and honestly it's probably just the shock value like MTV was probably like let's get people talking yeah. i don't know that's did, the only did thing she i can make think out of. with that's out with drake uh, oh year. yeah, that was that's been a couple years. She made out with like Britney Spears, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's been a while. But yeah, that like, that was like the big VMA moment. Yeah, yeah like, I, I remember that a little bit. She just be doing some wild stuff. Oh yeah, she's definitely weird. Uh, another moment we talked about Logic. He wore a fuck the wall shirt while performing one day. Uh, he also brought out children and parents who had been affected by Trump's immigration law. So the video, I don't know if you've... I haven't seen this. You haven't seen it, but it's basically... That's the theme of it, and it's re- you would you would enjoy it. It's really good. Um, so that was kind of a cool moment, and then um, Post Malone performed with Aerosmith. That was interesting. He did Rockstar, and then he uh, um, went into... What Aerosmith song did they do? I think it might have been Dream On, but I could be wrong, but it was cool. And then Travis Scott had a really dope uh, performance as well as Ariana Grande. Nah, no, Drake Drake wasn't there. Okay. But he just like had a shit ton of like just random people in it. It was like a mosh. It was really cool. Um, and then Ariana Grande had a really cool performance. She brought out her mom and I think her best friend or her sister or something. Like it was kind of a female empowerment type thing. The God is a woman song. Have you heard that? Low key, yeah. I, I listened to, I haven't finished uh, the album, uh, Sweetener. But I've listened to probably half of it, and low-key, it's actually kind of fire for a pop album. I yeah. mean, it's it's pretty good. So nod to Ariana Grande. So that's kind of some VMAs rundown. Uh, nothing else really going on with the VMAs. Uh, I think it, it came out and it said it's the second, the second lowest um, ratings for TV-wise ever, maybe. So that's interesting, I guess. Um, yeah, so let's move on here. Nicki Minaj versus Travis Scott. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah, been fucking crazy. So a lot of beef going on here, really just from Nicki Minaj's side. Uh, Nicki Minaj called out Travis Scott for bu- bundling his album with his uh, merch packages. And Kylie Jenner, she also kind of gunned Kylie Jenner for posting a tour announcement on her Instagram. Nicki claims that this is the reason World took the number one spot over her album Queen. Um, so just honestly, Travis Scott really hasn't commented. It's all been on Nicki. Do you think it's cheating the system a little bit to basically give an album away with a merch package in order to boost sales numbers? Um, This is a little tidbit. I saw an interesting video clip where it pointed out that Prince was the first one to do this. And I don't know what year. It's obviously been a while. but um, So Prince kind of started this movement. But honestly, this is like a... 
every I guess rapper does this now. Right. So what do you I mean, what do you think? You got the uh, Kendrick album with the hat that your brother just fucked up. I, I got a Travis Scott hat. Bundled. Yeah, right. I don't know Travis if Scott. the Kendrick one was bundled. It might have been. I don't fucking like, know. It's not to me. That's not a big deal. Usually you're paying more, right? To like get also get the hat included or to get something included with yeah, the album. I, I mean, I, it depends on the artist, I guess. I don't know, but in terms of just like, it costing more, right? So like, I don't have a problem. You with don't it. have a problem. Like, with if it. someone's gonna buy your shit, they're gonna buy your shit, yeah. right? Like. You're not going to just buy the shirt and get the album and then, like, toss the album aside and be like, I don't really listen to Travis Scott. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the correlation doesn't make sense to me. This is a really weird argument, a really dumb argument out of Nikki, especially <laughs> to be mad that Kylie, like, posted about the tour dates or whatever. Yeah. Like, that, I think that's she, her. That's her. That's her kid's dad. Of yeah. course, she wants him to do well. Like, yeah. What you're, you're mad about that? Well, here is I don't know it word for word, but basically, Nikki went on. She has Queen Radio on Beats One now, and she went on her radio show, and she was basically like, "I put in the time and the effort, and I worked my ass off just for Kylie Jenner to go on Instagram and post her baby daddy's uh, tour and." Like she's like I I deserve the number one spot like fuck that no, like you don't. I, yeah exactly. first off you didn't work your ass off your ass <laughs> exactly. is fake um, <laughs> but like Got but like that that just there's no sound reasoning in that I right? like that's just sour grapes yeah I and agree. Uh, no offense Nikki I listened to like four or five songs on your album shit's trash <laughs> got him like, here's here's my take on the whole thing I honestly think it's the opposite of cheating the system I think it's playing I I think it's like that's part of the system i mean it's kind of breaking the rules but in a good way like you're taking advantage of something that could be there and i mean if the rule is there where you can buy a merch package and it comes with an album and that counts as like an album sale i think there is an album sold in that purchase. yeah yeah it's, it's not an like, album sale it's yeah exactly and i mean i think you're taking advantage of something that is there for the taking i I don't find any harm in this. I think if it's if if that's a thing, then I I if I was an artist, I'd fucking do that. Right. And, and the funny and part how is, how many people like I want to know the exact number of people that bought like a combo merch hard cover like hard album. And here's the thing. So I don't know if you're I don't want to say confused with this, but all most of these are like digital albums. So okay. I don't know if that skews no, your but thing still, anyway. Like, but yeah, no. But like people aren't, you know, like it you don't be you, that much you of a difference. You don't just buy the shirt to buy the shirt and not listen to the album, right? Yeah. And, but and also like, there's no way like three million people are buying shirts. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like, I will I, say I, I will say this. I don't think it can make up that much of a difference. Where like he's probably still not going to be number one. Yeah. I will say this. Travis Scott has a cult following of people who love his fucking merch and this dude pumps up the numbers on the on the merch like i bought a hat for i'm ashamed to say 40 fucking dollars <laughs> but i could get like a a hat from from mac miller who also dropped an album that day for maybe like 15 dollars yeah. you know what i mean so i i just i don't know he kind of hot um holds himself in high regard when it comes to merch and i think people really love his shit and just going on the hat so he did it kind of weird was he put out a merch package each day and it would be it would stop after one day and then he'd do new merch 
and then the, after 24 hours, he'd re-up on a different right. merch. And then at the end, he did a restock where you could buy anything. So it's just kind of interesting, but I think it's the opposite of cheating the system. I think it's taking advantage of something that is there. Yeah, Nikki um, could have done it too. It's funny though. You can specifically go to her fucking website. She did the same thing. Right. So, so I don't just, know. Exactly. She got more sales. Exactly. Like, sit down. Exactly. That's why I don't get why she's spazzing out. She did the same fucking thing. Yeah. It just didn't work. Exactly. Like, listen, no offense, but like people can only hear like, I'm queen. Like, I'm going to suck that dick. Like, <laughs> that, like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. That she only plays for so long. Nikki has been the same rapper since when she broke Hi, in. Yes. So I was, she was cool back in high school because there was really no one else like her. Yeah, like, she's a game changer. Yeah. Like, you are a game changer of rap. You are up there with, like, Missy Elliott and she all She calls of herself the female Jay-Z. Is you're that not, fair? No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. But, like, you know what? You, you're, like, you're a trailblazer. Yeah. Like, she's mad at Cardi B all the time. And it's like... Cardi B is taken after you a little bit. Like you should welcome her. Yeah, and, like, for I agree some with reason, that. Reason like the 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 women of of rap like refuse to like let other women come into the rap circle. Like they think it, they have to own all of it. Yeah, and I don't get that. I don't either. You don't see I think like, rappers be- always talk all the time like, oh, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna end his career. Blah blah blah. That stupid ass shit. But they all celebrate the successes of each other for yeah. the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, for sure. But, but for some reason, Nikki can't do that. And that's why, like, I think people are just tired of her petty bullshit. And mm-hmm. this is another example of that. I agree. I agree. Plus, um, the quality just hasn't improved. Well, speaking of the quality, um, it's it's safe to say Travis Scott had a better album, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think it's really close. Okay, and I'm um, not a Travis Scott fan. Yeah. Did you listen to the one with Eminem? Yeah. I... I I liked it. I liked his verse. Um, Fun fact: It was, I think, point four seconds faster than his rap god verse that broke the record or whatever. So that was kind of interesting. It was by far like probably the best damn verse on the album. Yeah, I honestly only listened to that song, the one that everybody was talking about, uh, "Barbie Dreams," where she jokingly calls out everybody. That was honestly probably the best song on the album, I would say, just in terms of like... Just she name dropped. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't listened to the whole album. I'm not going to lie. I probably won't, but I just think it's a petty-ass yeah, beef. It's stupid. Like, and you're just coming off dumb now. Well, it's, off- it, I, I appreciate what Travis Scott is doing. He's, he's like not saying anything. Yeah, a wise no man point. once said nothing right. at all. There's no point. Like, yeah. what, what do you gain by just... Unless if you're literally going to be like, I don't know why she's mad. She's doing the same thing. Like, yeah. My album just outsold her. So I, like, I don't know what else to tell you. The mm-hmm. numbers don't lie. Like, right. Exactly. Say some shit like that. Put her in her place. One exactly. Time. And the quality is just better. Yeah. Period. 100%. Okay. So um, kind of good transition into Astroworld. Um, last podcast, we kind of previewed it. Let's kind of break it down and review it now. Um, so I guess... What are your thoughts on the album? Do you have a favorite song, feature, beat, anything? Well, I, I mean, favorite song and feature is probably Sicko Mode. Yeah. I think to the wide majority, that's probably the favorite song. Like that Is would, that not yours? Which one? Sicko Mode. Is that my favorite song? Yeah. Um, No. What's yours? I would say mine is Stop Trying to Be God. I really like that one. Um, I'm, I'm scrolling through. But I would think, I, I, just looking at the track list, I would say I think Sicko Mode is this album's goosebumps, I yeah, would say. Yeah, yeah. No, would I you agree. agree with that? I agree. Would Especially it be, with just how much it blew up. Yeah. And I, I mean, it 
blew up even more than than Goosebumps did. I think. Okay, I I really but I think that part of that's just because of the Drake factor and the hype level that right. Travis is on now. Um, this might be a hot take, and I preface this by saying I really like the song. I enjoyed it a lot, but it would it be uh, too much of a hot take to say that it was a little overproduced. Like it felt like there were three fucking songs in the song. Yeah, that's cool. They were definitely they were, trying to do something different. Yeah, I feel it was like. just weird. But I I like Drake the song. likes to do some of that though with features. He likes to try to get creative in like yeah different ways. Like make you big like, pump the fake. first right the first yeah the first time you listen to it you're like oh shit here we go there's Drake and then and he like, cuts off after like, ten seconds. Okay, is so he really just gonna do like that tiny ass yeah. look? Like yeah, you know. So he does some different stuff, um, pushes the envelope, especially on features. So mm-hmm. I. I I didn't hate it. Okay. Okay. Um, I really appreciated the Frank Ocean uh, yes. feature. That was really cool. That was very good. Um, I also liked The Weeknd. I think he was on two songs. Those features were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really enjoyed the last song on there. I think it's called Coffee Bean, where Travis Scott literally just raps with no autotune. Like, if he did that, I'd be here. For, like, I'd, right. I'm, here, I'm here for the autotune and kind of the trippy vibes, too. Like, that's cool. That's who Travis Scott is, but if he actually wanted to make like a like a lyrical album, I feel like he could. Like I think he could Coffee too. Bean was really good. I appreciated that song. Um Can I just tell you one beef I have with the album and it's gonna yeah. be super fucking petty. Of course. Yes. And a lot of people are just gonna roll their eyes. So when I'm looking at iTunes on here on my my library yep all of the songs are in caps all lock, caps and i fucking hate it <laughs> you don't like that i hate when people type would you caps. i think it's funny because the last album he did birds and traps same mcknight i think everything was in lowercase let me look i'm pretty sure it was would you rather have it in lowercase or all 100 really yeah i think i'd ha- rather have it in all caps no all that means caps just in, makes you it's, fucking scream it's, in, it's, it's in your face and you know it's although it is funny one it. of them's wake up so it's like wake up <laughs> <laughs> i think but, i think uh the weekend's on that one so it's yeah, kind of funny but, but yeah um no i thought i thought it was pretty good pretty good album is it gonna for, be for a travis scott album when i'm not really a travis scott guy uh for me to say pretty good uh, that's pretty high regard for me I okay feel like cool so if you had to pick one rodeo birds in the trap sing mcknight or astral which would it be um i would probably pick this one this is the first one like i've I, I don't think I've listened to a full Travis Scott album before this. Okay. So I feel like just out of default, I have to go with this one. Okay. I personally, so here was my, I always like to do like a one tweet review after I listen to an album for the first time. Um, I said that. Yeah, I, I got something to say about that too, but go ahead. Finish your thought. The fact that I do that? or yeah, no, just finish your thought. about this one. Okay. Finish your thought. Uh, I wasn't as enthralled with this album sonically as i was with birds in the trap and i think part of that excuse me part of that was because he kind of i remember specifically with birds he premiered it on beats one and it kind of felt like a moment like everyone got together to listen to that album and they tweeted about it and it kind of felt like the whole world was listening and it kind of felt like in that moment it was cool um also just sonically i i feel like after a first listen uh, birds just kind of shock and awed me a little bit more than Astro World. Like I, I look about, I look at it in terms of like, how, did did Travis Scott progress with this album from Birds? And I can't confidently say he did. Not saying that it's bad. I think it's really good. It's going to be in my top ten when the year's over. But I just. In terms of progression and... Taking the next step. Yeah, and pushing the envelope a little bit more. Granted, he did do the no autotune straight rap. I guess you can make that argument. But just, 
I don't know. It didn't really pull me in as much as birds did. Now, um, despite that, I really did enjoy it and I, I liked it. It's just, that's my first take after it. So okay. what's, what's the beef on the one tweet review? Yeah. The fact that I do a one tweet review or I have no problem this, with the one, the one review. with this one. No, I have no problem with the one tweet review. I don't even really have a problem with what you said just now. All right. 99.9% of your one tweet reviews I enjoy. are very good albums. I enjoyed well, this here, album. Here, here's you know what I want to know one time? I want you to say, this album fucking sucks. <laughs> this is the worst fucking album here, I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Don't ever listen to it. It's terrible. I'll be straight honest with you. I, on my Twitter and just kind of my life motto, I like to put out positivity. Yeah, so if okay. I don't... I'm positive this album sucks. <laughs> If if Positive. I if I don't really like an album, I'll be honest with you. I probably won't tweet about it. So <laughs> exactly. So, so tweet about it. So if I don't tweet about an album, more than likely I didn't like it. All right. Here's what we'll do. Then. Believe me, I listen to them because I'm the Donovan. <laughs> next but, time. <laughs> next time, be like, I don't know. Pick an album. Queen. Is that Nikki's? Queen. Queen. Be like Queen. Dot dot dot. No tweet. Trash. <laughs> no. Just, no, no tweet. tweet and then send it <laughs> that way uh, we all know that way we know hey, it sucks or not he didn't like it so you don't like the positivity coming no i like the positivity through my no problem with positivity but it's sometimes you just gotta be like fuck that album wasn't very good <laughs> all right all right i'll see what i can do i'll Thank try you. to improve on that one appreciate it all right just try to be plp <laughs> peace love and positivity over here um okay so that wraps up World. Uh, let's move into some Swimming by Mac Miller. Uh, so both of these albums dropped on the same day. Um, what are your thoughts with this album? Do you have a favorite song? Yeah, beat? so... I didn't put feature in there because there weren't any, but... Right. I've only listened to this, I think, like two and times. And you, you listened to it the first time in the wrong setting. I was doing yard no, work. No, you're it supposed to listen to Astroworld doing I that. I fucked up. I admitted that. <laughs> hand up. Hand up. That's my bad. Uh... I don't know if this is underrated or not, but I, Wings. Do you remember the song? Wings, Wings is great. I like Wings a lot. I think that's my favorite one okay. on here. Um, no, this one's. This is a very good album. It's uh, very, very deep, mm-hmm. um, personal. I, you can like just tell the raw emotion in the album, and I respect that. Um, it, it was weird. I know we had talked about when this came out. Which album do you listen to first? And I did go with Max, and like like we said, I I picked the wrong setting <laughs> for that, uh, but. No, it, it, it was it was really good. I I, I don't know if it's... Because you've never been a real Mac Miller right, guy. No, I've never really liked Mac. I, I, there's always songs on each album I like from yeah. Mac, but I've never been a Mac album guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you say that this was an out? Al- you like this album? Or? Yeah, I like this album. I, I To me, this, I think, was... And granted, I don't listen to Mac too in depth. Um, probably, if not his most, one of his most cohesive albums. I think that's fair to say. Um, But, like, this isn't something I find myself going back to very often. The album. The album. Okay. Just because when you do get that raw emotion and it's more, like, set, like, there's a certain time and place for it, right? Sure. Everybody has that, those couple of songs when you're like, fuck, I just want to be sad, and Mm -hmm. you put that shit on, you Mm -hmm. know? And it maybe. Some of these songs I think you can come back to, but the album as a whole, I don't think I'll ever just be like one through whatever it is, 12 or 14 or something. Mm-hmm. Let me just put it on no shuffle. Do you think um, it'll be in your top 10 at the end of the year? Um, it It's on the bubble. I think okay. it's close. Is Astro World going to be? I think Astro World will make it. Okay. Okay. Um, Which gives away that I think Astro World was better than this. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I fucking But lo- it's also hard to compare it. 
No, right? they're, like, like they're, they're totally opposite. Polar opposites. Yeah, I agree. It's I almost agree. like comparing like hip hop to country music. Yeah, for sure. It, they're totally different. Um, I fucking love this album, and that just kind of goes to show you what type of music I like more. Not saying I right, like no, to be absolutely. sad or anything. Right. I just I like when rappers and artists are kind of more open and they're telling me a story and they. Uh, that's just what I like more. So, um, yeah, I think. Again, with my one tweet review, I said something along the lines of, I think this is Mac's most focused and cohesive album to date. Um, I You could kind of compare it to his last album, uh, The Divine Feminine, and that was kind of only a 10-song uh, album, but it was a concept album about love and sex. Um, so you could argue that that was maybe more cohesive, but I'll argue that this is more cohesive because he never really strays from the vibe he's going for here so the the theme of it is he's trying to keep his head above water i was drowning but now i'm swimming that's on the first song um that's kind of the theme he's going for here and he he never strays from that kind of vibe like i'm like it it, to me it was mac showing that he's uh, like fighting for happiness and for his place in the world right and i think it's super relatable to anybody like the duality of the struggle and the beauty in the struggle Uh, i know i'm getting super fucking deep here but i just that's what i pulled from this album and that's why i really 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 enjoy it um it, it just was very, very good. My favorite song is 2009. The strings on that one oh, at the beginning, really beautiful. Here, here's what sets this album apart, for, especially for Mac Miller, for me. Um, it's just musically prolific. It is not even really rap music. Like He's singing on this album. You hear the, the live instrumentation. You can hear the piano. You can hear the strings. You can hear... I, I mean, obviously there's drums, but just the 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 music is just straight beautiful. And he's telling a story. He's telling his story. He's opening up. Clearly, you can tell that the Ariana Grande bro- breakup affected him. Right. Um, that is very prevalent on this album, I think. But more than that, I think it's just him finding himself. He's trying to keep his head above water, and I just... I really enjoy this album. I don't know if it's because I can relate to some things he sang or what, but it's just, it really hit me and it'll definitely be in my top 10. Um, may or may not be front half of my top 10. It's just, I really enjoyed this one. And I, I just, I, I, it's so cool to me to see how Mac Miller has progressed as an artist. You go from kind of the frat turn up rap to, what he's making now where it's not even really rap it's just like music and it's right. it's beautiful so it's really cool for me to see um so you think um travis scott dropped the better album on august 1st i'm going to go ahead and say i think mac miller dropped the better album i mean like I, a lot of, in this that that could be a hot take to some people because i've seen Many, many people say that Astroworld is their clear-cut number one album of the year. Um, and it's very sonically great, and it's really good. It's just Mac Miller. This this is a different level of album for me. I just think it's outstanding. So that was another one on Twitter that I, I, I showed love to. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Um, so, yeah. do you th- could, Can you agree with the progression part of, yeah, no, of I- the... I think so. This album? Yeah, I Okay, agree. so, I mean, the, a question I have on, on the doc, what does this album do for Mac Miller? So, do you think it solidifies him as being a top-tier artist? 
Do you think like what what do you, do you think it really? I don't want to say it helps him blow up more because I don't really think that's what he's he's even right. going for. Yeah. But what do you think this does for him? Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much it does for him. I think it's hard to tell because I think for a lot of people, especially with the new wave of hip hop, this isn't going to be for them. For a large majority, I think of hip hop fans, yeah. this might not be for them. Yeah, agreed. For the true fundamentalist, uh, you know, of hip hop like yourself, mm-hmm. um, I think this this does help him make that next step. Um, but I just don't, that like that's not to scale to me. You know what I mean? Sure. So um, I'm not sure. I. I I think if if there would have been a little bit more balance of um, this mixed with um, what's the like the turn up Is yeah that, yeah okay basically that I think that would have done more for him as far as like stardom and stuff um, but overall I don't know if it really makes to me this doesn't make an impact in hip hop okay. And that, like that's not to degrade him or say like this is a bad album because I did enjoy the album and I, I I thought it was a very good album and I'm not a Mac Miller fan um, I just don't know if it's like for the mainstream of hip hop if it's going to do much for sure. for for himself basically I feel you um, to rebut that a little bit I have always thought and not always thought with it with his recent shit like starting with Good AM that was probably my favorite mac album before this but um i have always thought that mac miller has been on the bubble of a top five rapper period i know that's maybe a hot take like like of the now yeah okay and and that's not in terms of just rapidity rap rap right i'm just saying with the the whole picture the artistry everything like you're talking like j cole like kendrick like drake like those yeah i think he's borderline top five um he he'd be that top five five slot. You could argue with Chance. You could argue with um, Joey Badass. You could argue with I don't know. There's a bunch of people that you could maybe put in that five slot. But for me, it is um, Kendrick, J Cole, Drake, and then the four or five. You can argue like Logic's in that conversation. I think right now. Just there's a lot. I'm not going to make the argument right, right now. Right. I'm just kind of making my point right. that I, I think Mac Miller has always been on the bubble for me, and I really enjoy Mac Miller. And and I, the I've hard always part for that is when, once you start actually thinking about it, though, it's there's such a gap between from three to four mm-hmm. that top five is still great. Top yeah. five still top five, but it's like you're still like the gap is so far from five to three yeah where it is from four to five you know what i mean like you could even throw like travis scott and post malone in the conversation in terms of popularity oh yeah absolutely stuff like that so there's there's a lot yeah there's a lot to dissect there i mean you can it could go either way but i just think mac miller is here to stay and he deserves his spot no i think i think i think he he's definitely proven his talent his versatility and all of that it's just how much of that is being recognized sure but at this point, and this is the last point, and then we'll move on. I think he doesn't really give a shit about no, that. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I, and I, I agree with you on that. He's making he's making music for him, and right. I think that's okay. So no, I hundred percent agree with yeah, you on that for part. sure. Okay, let's get a little J Cole talk. So he dropped an album of the year freestyle. I don't know what beat it was over. I know it is somebody else's beat. Um, he premiered it with a video on World Star Hip Hop, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, the intro shot said what you are about to witness is a master class 
on re- on preparation and then in all caps it says the off season now don't forget a little tidbit the last song on his album kod was titled 1985 the intro to the fall off so a lot of people are thinking like maybe j cole is going to drop a mixtape called the off season where he raps over other people's beats and then he's going to lead into that with the album the fall off um, is there any validity to this? Do you think that could happen? Are you here for it? Um, if the conspiracies are true, do you think we'll see it by the end of this year? Like, what are, what are your thoughts here? First off, I didn't. I have been slacking. This came out during, I think, one of my softball games. Okay, and like it was a random night. I right, remember that, and it was like super fucking late. And I yeah. just was like, "Fuck, I gotta go to bed." And, I, <laughs> and like, I just never came back to it for yeah. whatever reason. But like, Twitter blew the fuck up. Oh yeah, after, like, it was crazy. He did it. Um, he killed it too. Right, I, I'd be I'd be fine with a J Cole mixtape. Yeah, do it, rapping over other beats, like just not worrying about shit, but just giving us bars. But I think here's that would the weird dope. part about it: is it was on Apple Music, which normally they don't do that right. because normally he just that goes on SoundCloud. Right, which I thought was interesting that they put it on Apple. So right, that makes me think more that we are gonna get something. The yeah, fact no, that I, it's on Apple, I agree. And J Cole doesn't usually just drop like. A song. Singles every yeah. like he doesn't sprinkle them in, you know. Yeah. Um. So I that that does make me think that he's got something brewing. Are you here for the double whammy conspiracy that it's going to be a mixtape and then the fall off? Hey, I'd be here for it. I'm definitely here thing, for it. I would love to see J Cole do a mixtape like we like I just said with other you know uh, hooks or not hooks but beats and stuff like yeah, that well, on where, other people's right shit. where he can just do bars because I think. For some reason, in like the mainstream, J. Cole has like this negative disrespected. Yeah, connotation yeah. where like he's boring rap. Yes. It's all story rap. That's a good point. Actually. And so, like, I think if he could just be like, fuck it, let's go have some fun. Let me show these people what I can mm-hmm. do. Do a mixtape, and then he can go back to doing what he does. I, I think that would be fucking dope. Yeah. And I think that'd be great for just him legacy. We just talked about that top five. Mm-hmm. I think if he does that, you can talk about him. You know, he's no doubt to me top three. Um, hard not if he can do some of that, you know, he's right up there. I think with Kendrick for one yeah. A one B. I I agree with that. I I'm all here for the um surprise album slash mixtape drop. I'm all here for that, and J Cole has mastered that. So and let me also just say that J Cole slander is so ridiculous to me. The the boring yeah, argument, yeah, yeah. is is ridiculous to yeah. me. Do you th- do you think Kod helped or hurt his cause with that? In what regard? Uh, in terms of like um, putting those haters to rest, um, I think it I think it was it. a step. I think it was a step in the right direction. Yeah. I don't think it got him there, but I think it showed people he's capable of doing that if he really wanted to. Okay, and that's the thing with him. I don't think he wants to. You yeah, know, what I, mean? I don't think give he, a shit. Yeah, I think he wants. He wants to tell a story. He wants you know, kind of yeah. like logic. Yeah, when like story logic or like performing in front of people logic, mm-hmm. where he wants to like. It's it's about a single message. Yeah, I think for J Cole, an album is a single message, and he doesn't want to stray from that, and he doesn't give a shit if you like it or not. For sure. Okay. Um, I just want to say this tidbit. I don't know if I've said this, and it kind of doesn't have anything to do with it, but I've always thought that um, 2014 Forest Hill Drive is his version of Good Kid, Mad City. I'm going to correlate all these with Kendrick. Um. Uh, For Your Eyes Only is his version of To Pimp a Butterfly, and KOD is his version of Damn. I think there are a lot of correlations, and I would be even willing to write a fucking article about it. Um, 
I just think 2014 Forest Hill Drives is more. What did you say? You said Good Kid, Mad City. You think so? Because it has the hits. It has that notoriety of that. It went platinum with no uh, feature, double platinum right. with no features. Okay. It kind of put him on a mainstream map. Okay. Similar to that. Good Kid, Mad City. I guess off the top of my head, thinking about that, I probably would have compared that more to, to Pimp a Butterfly. See, I, I but but I, I think I think the way you. You lay out that argument. I think you. I think you're right. My argument for the four guys only compared to, to Pimp Butterfly is that is to Pimp Butterfly. Honestly, is a hard album to listen to. Like right. you, we've talked about this. Yeah. for me especially. Yeah. yeah. So I think with his discography, I think that's the hardest album to listen to off him. It's a great album, and I think it's. And very there's also important. no, like you can't give me two or three like huge singles. Yeah. Off those, two it's albums. an so, album album. Right. I agree. I yeah. Agree. And so I don't know. And then the. The dam is kind of the total opposite of Tipping Butterfly, where it's kind of he's killing it, he's killing it, but he's still telling a story. And I think KOD is that same way, where he kind of drops on the trappy type beats, but he's still telling the story right. of addiction and shit. I just think there are a lot of correlations, and I I just wanted to kind of point that out. So oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on a little bit. This is just kind of a side little thing. Schoolboy Q returned to Instagram. Swaggy P commented Not Swaggy on. Swaggy C. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Swaggy P, the basketball player, not Swaggy C, the big brother uh, house guest, commented on a recent post and said, can we get some new music, please? Schoolboy Q responded with, I didn't come back just to post pictures of my N-word. Quote, unquote, that's what he said. Um, he actually said N-word? Yeah, he said N-word. <laughs> funny. It was funny. Um, are you excited for a Schoolboy Q album? I'm not You're not a, a big schoolboy, school are you? When was the last time he dropped shit? Blank face. I think it was... What, last 20, year, last maybe year? two years ago. I don't remember. I don't know. You're I, not a big school you know, guy. I'll, I'll give his next album a chance, but yeah, I've never like I've always I've always liked him as like a featured or yeah. even when he's brought other people onto his individual songs. But for whatever reason, I can't listen to like four or five straight like schoolboy songs. It's funny you said this because you mentioned something a little. Um, related to it at softball last night, I I compare him to Pusha T in the terms of he's like a gangster rapper right. and like he makes you want to go do felony type things. Right. I think Pusha T tries to do that too. Um, and you, I'm pretty sure you said something along the lines of you can't listen to a full Pusha T album of coke raps. I think that's kind of the similar type thing with yeah. Schoolboy. Like he's just like a fucking gangster rapper. He makes no, you do crazy shit. So like that, that may part, be the reason like why I don't part like him. With like Kanye fucking love that song oh yeah, yeah yeah you know what i mean but yeah no my point last night was that someone said i really enjoyed the seven song album from push and i yeah. said yeah because you can't take more than like 10 like push songs like that's just not yeah you know it's i don't know if i agree with that but I, I see your diversity point. in those i see your point songs, you know what I mean? he's so, a coke rapper <laughs> right so like you know exactly what you can get one through ten yeah you know there's no surprises so yeah i i i, I think you're right okay I, i'm excited for a school book you album i I'm excited to see how he progresses. Um, and TDE, anything in that That's realm, true. they do They're good shit. Right they do yeah. good shit. So I'm excited for that. And then our last music thing, Jesus Christ, we're still on music. We got to kind of hump through this. Um, at the end of July, beginning of August, a World Star Twitter account posted 
on uh, posted all of the known rap albums to be coming out. So the list consisted of Astroworld by Travis Scott, Stay Dangerous by YG, Swimming by Mac Miller, Queen by Nicki Minaj, and now we're getting into shit I don't even care about, but uh, Harvard Dropout by Lil Pump, Life's a Trip by Trippy Red, Slimeball 3 by Young Nudie, never even heard of him, and uh, To Be Determined by Lil Yachty. To be announced. To be announced by Lil Yachty. Um DJ Booth, one of my favorite hip-hop publications, they quote-tweeted and said, the biggest rap album slated for release in August isn't even on this list. So I have been tweeting at them multiple times, like, oh, another week passes by. What is it going to be? Another week passes by. And then so, like, this Monday or whatever, I was like... um, I, w- I was like, this is the last week of August. What's coming out? Should I expect a surprise release? And they finally tweeted me back and they said, unfortunately, no. It, it They put album and then they put the parenthesis S, so right. albums, um, got pushed back f- into September, October. So now we got to speculate a little bit more. What is this going to be? Maybe Do you think it was cool. Like, I was going to... I, here's what I originally tweeted at them. I was like, oh, my God, I have to know. I said, is it J. Cole, Logic? Um, this was before the Young Sinatra announcement. Um, is it J. Cole, Logic, Chance the Rapper, or Anderson Pack? Those are my four that I think could potentially be it. Um, do you think that the Logic could have been it? I, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I see more Chance than I would Logic. Same. Or J. Cole. Yeah, J. Cole would make sense. Yeah, and they're big fans of Anderson Pack, so I could maybe see that, but I feel like Anderson Pack is one to have more of a rollout than yeah. whereas Chance or and I'm J. Not Cole sure. would just drop it on right. us. Right. And like, I know you love the, your boy AP, um, but I'm not sure in that list of those, I'm not sure Anderson Pack is the biggest. Ooh, I don't know, out of man. Those people. I don't know. Especially because they specifically said. Biggest. Rap. Well, in rap. rap. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, do you s- want to speculate? Do you you either think it's Chance or, uh, or uh, J. Cole? J. Cole? Those would probably be my two guesses. Shit, that would be crazy. I know. It gets me excited. I'm going to well, keep tweeting about him. Um, I'm a, did you see that fucking sample today? I don't think oh I did. Oh, my God. So, Kanye tweeted a video of him, and it was uh, Michael Jackson's birthday today or yesterday? Yeah, uh, yeah today, yesterday. It, yesterday. He, it might have been yesterday when he posted the video, but he posted a video of him, like, playing on his little beat maker and sampling a Michael Jackson. Uh, it sounded like a younger Michael Jackson song. And Chance the Rapper's in the background just with a cigarette, and he's vibing to it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be on the Chance album. Oh, my God. Can't wait. You Go look at it after this oh, podcast. Well. It's fucking crazy. It's going to be fire. So there's that. So I, I, I'm i leaning towards you. I think it's either going to be Chance or, a lot, or uh, J. Cole. Um, but, hey, I'm here. We, we got confirmation, anyway. at least for the Logic album, right. so that'll be dope, too. And I wouldn't hate an AP album as well, so there's that. Um, okay, let's get into some movie talk. We don't have to really break all this shit down because we uh, got to get going. I'd like to watch Big Brother at 8. So, uh, all right, Idris Elba as James Bond. Rumors are circulating that Idris Elba might be coming the next James Bond. A producer said Elba is the front runner, but conflicting reports came out that said Elba has denied any claims that he might be playing the role. Uh, do you think Idris Elba would be a good James Bond? Period. I think he'd be a great James. Bond. I think so too. I think, I think it'd be different. I think it would be 
good for Hollywood to make it more diverse, and I think he'd be great for James Bond. Yeah. I think all around it'd be a good He's move. He's British. That's all James Bond's ever been <laughs> is British. British and badass, yes. basically it. Um, wh- I mean, why do you think – do you think he's just kind of trying to – stir everybody away and like hopefully it'll surprise them when he is i don't know or do you do you think this is just not gonna happen I feel like genuinely i don't know if it'll happen i don't know if he wants to do it um i mean it's a big commitment oh to yeah. be bond i mean you have to do at least like i think three or five movies so yeah i mean it's if it goes well then you you're a superstar but well spoiler alert he uh may be out of the marvel movies now so yeah, so uh <laughs> So I don't know. I I don't know, and I don't know if that's like the type of role he's looking for. Yeah, and whatnot. So maybe it's I, just ske- sure. his schedule doesn't allow that. That's Who knows? Too. Yeah. But I, I I think he'd be he'd be a really cool James Bond. So I, I'm holding out for it. I think it'd be cool. We talked about this last podcast, but it is officially official now. Disney announced it won't rehire James Gunn. They were firm with it. Uh, the production of G- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has been put on hold for the time being as Marvel and Disney regroup on the project. They also dismissed a handful of crew members. That's what kind of spurred on the the stopping of production. So um, I guess what's your take here? Do you think that this is a bad move for Disney? Do you think it's good that they are firm on their stance? We don't have to get in the whole, like, would you rehire right. him back because we kind of broke that in last right. uh, Yeah, well, podcast, I but. will say, like I said last time, um, I thought there was no way they'd bring him back. Um, same reason I thought there was no reason Urban Meyer would come back, but mm-hmm. we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, it's just Disney's values and what they value is... is, is Family. Family. Family values. Shit. It's not about anything james gunn's done in the past well it is but well no like i'm <laughs> saying like that's not what their values are yeah, yeah what yeah, he yeah. said in the i past. see what, i see what sorry you're I, I, no you're good i, said I, was, I, said I got weird i got confused for uh, a second so to me they made this they, they they made the statement by firing him and then there's no way you can say it's because of our values we fired him and then turn around and be like because of public pressure we're bringing it you know what i mean yeah like, the values didn't change, so there's no way you could have brought him back. Yeah, I get that. In, in my mind. I just am – I guess I'm – I, I wish they had never fired him. That's that's where I stand. I just think that you're young and dumb and you made some stupid tweets. I don't think necessarily – Right. Depending on the tweets, obviously. Right. That they should come back to bite you in the ass, especially when the whole fucking cast goes to bat for you and everybody seems to love this guy. I just – I don't know. I had a problem with them uh, firing him in the first place. I understand why they wouldn't rehire him, and it is what it is. But here's the weird part is it, they're still saying that they might use his script. Are you here for that? Is that a little hypocritical? What do you think? No, I don't think that's hypocritical. I think that's – I mean – so they're basically firing him as the director, but keeping him as the writer. Yeah, which is kind of weird. You know that's what I mean? True. That's true. That's just, from that angle. That's weird. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's it, a it tough is spot. Weird. That's what I'm saying. This is just a slippery slope. I feel like it's right. weird. It's gonna depend on just how damn good of a script he wrote. Yeah, if it's good enough, they'll fucking keep it. <laughs> exactly. they'll make a couple of changes. And be like, yeah, it wasn't his. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, the shitty part about it is this was his whole fucking heart and soul. Right. Like he, this was his creation. Yes, I mean, like it all started from James Gunn, and right. that's it. Just sucks to see it end like it's this. Too bad we couldn't see see it all the way through. Similar exactly. to like. I'm looking at the House of Cards poster, similar to how we couldn't see Frank's story yeah. truly unfold like in whole. True. Uh, it's just 
Damn shame. Shitty people make these shitty mistakes. Exactly. Granted, I don't. You cannot lump James Gunn and Kevin Spacey into yeah. the same. Also, real quick, did you hear about his? I was just about to say. Did we talk movie? about this in the last one? No. Okay. The movie made one hundred sixty-five dollars or some shit. It was like six hundred twenty-eight, something like that. That's so sad. But either way, that's so way. sad. But did you see the title of the movie? Yeah, billionaires, billionaire boys, boys club, boys something club. like that. Yeah. And I was like, this is so fucking ironic. A- apparently, that was like. <laughs> In production or whatever before, before the allegations, yeah. but six hundred and twenty-five dollars, yeah. my guy. Yeah, and I think it only played at like select theaters, like, but still like two double-digit. That's bad. Yeah, that's very bad. That's so bad. But that shows you that Hollywood's taking this shit pretty serious. So, okay, um, just one more tidbit on the James Gunn thing, and then we can move on. Um, do you think like? If you look down the road in terms of Marvel and the future for Marvel, do you think this could be the cookie that makes it all crumble? Like, obviously, after Avengers 4, the next one, everything's going to change, and we're going to get new franchises and new characters and the head, like, let's just say for it, for instance, um, not saying it might, it's going to happen, but it potentially could. Let's say all the original Avengers die in the next Avengers movie. Right. So the lead Marvel heads will be maybe Black Panther, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. So it's going to be a new face of Marvel. Maybe Captain Marvel is the new face of Marvel when that comes out. Right. Do you think that this, looking back, this will be the, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 m- mashup mix up whatever do you think that will be if marvel does end up kind of going on a downhill slope do you think that's where you'll pinpoint the where it started or what do you what do you think no i don't okay. i don't um if marvel fails and i have zero like reason don't to think believe so. that they will fail yeah it'll be because of the newer character like the new characters that we don't know yet yeah like, if those characters aren't compelling, if they don't get the right directors and writers for that, like they have with every other single movie in the past, then it will fail. But if Marvel... What if they hire Trey Lessio? Then it'll fail. Fuck! Ah, Damn! Uh, don't put me on like that. Hey, if you're listening and you want to hire a writer, yo, he's lying. My shit's going to be fire. But no, go but, on. But So I, I think if Marvel fails, it will be because... Um, once these characters gone, they can't find the right characters um, and the right storytellers to make them compelling. Um, so I'm not because because even if Guardians Three is not good, Spider Man's still coming out, Captain Marvel's still coming out. We still more than likely Black Panther, Avengers, Black Panther for sure. Um, so yeah, they can make it work. I I definitely agree. I just think looking like far in the future, if they're because. You have to think eventually they're going to go on a downward hill right. slide. I, I would think. Maybe not. Maybe they'll kill the fucking game forever. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, that was just kind of a Them. question I want to bring up. Also, um, did you hear about M and Venom? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I Is forgot. Is that in the dock? It wasn't in the dock because uh, it happened just like right before we got on. But I did see I sent it to you, didn't I? Did, I didn't I, oh, you didn't I see it from me. Twitter okay, yeah. yeah. So he must be have a song or maybe have Woo. something on the soundtrack. soundtrack. I'm here for that. Um, all right, let's move on. A little bit of Star Wars talk. Matt Smith, who has been in the Crown and Doctor Who, joined the cast of Star Wars Episode Nine for a quote unquote key role. 
Um, he joins returning cast members Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver, as well as newcomers Kerry Russell, who is in your show, uh, The Americans, mm-hmm. um, Richard E. Grant, Dominic Monaghan, and Naomi Aki, who all of those I don't really know who you are. Uh, Billy D. Williams will also be reprising his role as Lando Calrissian, and footage of Carrie Fisher will also be featured in the upcoming film. Um, so first of all, before we get into some more talk, do you have any idea or do you want to take a stab at what you think his role will be? <laughs> no, or will it be I like a completely idea. new person, you think? Uh, I would assume. Yeah, I, I, me too. Here's the real question I want to ask, though. So do these casting additions raise any red flags with you? Um, my big question, like how the hell are they going to add these new characters and potential storylines when they already have so much fucking story to tell and to wrap up with literally this just as one movie because as you know this is going to wrap up the skywalker trilogy period we have ryan johnson or ryan johnson whatever the fuck his name is his trilogy we have the game of thrones dudes trilogy we have the animated series that we have the clone wars animated and then we also have the um, TV series coming on the Disney platform. Couple so we have a lot more still. Star Wars go- coming, right. and then you have the character spinoffs. But there, it, 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 I'm going to go ahead and ma- answer my own question. I think it does raise a little bit of, re- of a red flag because, like I said, they have so much fucking story to tell, and they left so much more to be told in The Last Jedi. And you add all these new characters. You add this dude who they say is going to have a key role, and you're going to bring back Lando. So it's just like... How the hell are you going to get all the story you wanted to be told in this movie? For me, I honestly, like, I wouldn't mind seeing a part two to this. Right. With all, like, the speculation. Like, it just seems like they're going to cram so much in this movie. I have a feeling it's going to be like a fucking four-hour movie. Right? Like, yeah. what, what do you think? It's definitely going to be over two and a half hours. <laughs> I just, think so. I think so, too. Prepare now. I mean, Jesus. Um, don't drink anything before you go see Star Wars. Cause yeah. <laughs> You're going to miss him if you have to go pee, yeah. Um, I think you got to slow your roll a little bit here just because uh, Lando's old as shit. He's not going to be in here, you know, doing like a whole bunch. Like, I don't see Lando being in this movie the entire time. I you know what I mean? He's but they be have more, to end his fucking story, right, I think. It'll be like a cameo of some sort. Oh, you think? You don't think he'll no, like, play like, a part? No, like a cameo in the sense where like, He'll be in it for like 15, 20 sure. minutes, like tops. Do you think he dies? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably Millennium Falcon gets blown up. <laughs> if okay. I had to guess. Okay. Remember that. That's going to be a great prediction when we look back. Yeah. Anyway, um, the other aspect is, I mean, yes, they have a lot of storylines to finish. Mm-hmm. But if you think about the universe where it's left, we don't have a lot of known characters left. Right, we have yeah. Finn, we have Poe, um, Leia, Ray, Kylo on the Ren. good side, um, and then the Rose. Is that her name? Yeah, potentially she still could be alive. Um, Chewie. On the dark side, we really just have Hux and, and, Kylo, and Ren. Kylo Ren. Yep. So I mean, I, I just n- named less than ten people. Do you like? I, I it's have hard to think to Snow n- comes back too. I have to think. You would think, but like I'm just saying, known. Yeah, at this no, moment. So like this movie could use a couple more like key characters, I think, in some like find fixed role. Sure. Do you think any of the um, characters in this will lead into those other trilogies? 
I don't know. It's hard to tell. You never know what like, Star Wars. Like, do you Wars. think they'll time I saw a crazy theory, by the way. I had to talk to you about this really okay. quick. Okay. It was a theory about how, uh, who Ray's parents are. Yeah. Okay. okay. And the theory was that it's Han Solo and what's the uh, chick from Game of Thrones, Amelia Clark. Okay. It's that, that's her, uh, that's their, that's her. What's her name in the, in Yeah, Solo. she got a weird name. Kira. Kira. Yeah. That, that's their, their daughter is Ray. Huh. That's I'm here crazy. for it. Yeah, that'd be a cool thing. I'm here for and it. That's why they like introduced her and kept her alive. But my thing with that is she'd be older, right? You'd think. I don't know. I probably. Don't know. But I like I like the connection well, to the other movies. Yeah. Because you would think that she had to be older than Kylo for sure. But here's another thing: they left Solo open for a sequel. So right. maybe like down the line they have a kid. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, they could make it up with the timeline. It it could fit. It could fit. That'd anyway. be cool. Interesting. I just wanted to tell you that one. Interesting. All right, I'm going to skip some of this shit because yeah. I, I want to uh, talk about some things. I, w- I really want to talk about the Oscar changes. Yes. So they added a popular film category to cater towards movies like Marvel and Black Panther and DC and Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Harry, Harry Potter, etc. Uh, do you think this is good or do you think this is a good or bad move for the Oscars? I'm indifferent on it right now. Okay. I'm indifferent on it because I don't know. I have a little bit more of a take. Right, because I don't know what it's going to entail. Okay. Is it we're doing a fucking fan vote on Twitter? Like, is it just box office numbers specifically? Is it about who got more retweets on Twitter? Like, you know, popularity is such a just bland word. Yeah. and I'm sure they have criteria for it. I don't specifically have that in front of me. I just... There's but probably then, going to be, but criteria. then the problem with that becomes: Are you going to have the same old crusty ass voters that vote for um, a more than likely person <laughs> fucking a fish and calling that best picture? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, because then are they going to have any idea what's most popular exactly. movie of the year? You exactly. Know? So uh, the criteria is what I, is before important. I like pass judgment on good bad. I I want to know more about the criteria for the noms and for like winners. Yeah. So here's my take on it. I don't know the criteria. I don't know what they're really looking at, I guess. But I think this is bad for the Oscars. I think if a superhero movie or a Star Wars movie wants to win an Oscar, they will make it compelling and on the level of an Oscar-worthy movie. I know that's very hard to ask, and I know that's probably Lord very... Lord of the Rings did it. Yeah, that's probably very rare. Like Lord, You're right. Lord of the Rings did do it. But... I think this is bad for Oscars. I'm not saying it's bad for like movies because I, th- I, I I appreciate the big movies that we all love to go see get recognized. I just don't think they need to win an Oscar for it. Like they're right. just I don't know if they're scared of Black Panther. Like they don't want to put him in best um, picture. But if they don't, then they get backlash, and that's why they did this. I don't know. I don't know the reasoning behind why they made this category. I just think that in terms of like the writing and the directing and the acting, I think if you want an Oscar, if you want an Oscar as a superhero movie, then you make it compelling like the Dark the Dark Knight and do shit that on that level where it has potential to win an Oscar. You know, I just I, I think this is kind of a cop out. I I I'm not really all here for it. Granted, I do love all these movies, and I'm a big fan of Star Wars. I'm a big fan of Marvel, DC, Harry Potter, all the shit, and they're all they'll all get recognized, which is cool. I just think it, it seems kind of like a cop out. Do, do you feel me? No, I agree. But here here's one thing. One, I don't know 
are we going to hold a lot of we hold a lot of prestige in best picture right yeah or um best writing mm -hmm. whatever enter any for the most part sure. any oscar yeah. category we hold the oscars on high prestige right. period are yeah. we going to be like oh this one movie won best popularity. It is an Oscar well, winning movie. Like you know what so I mean. Like, I don't think it's necessarily I, best popularity. Or whatever. Calling it best popular film, which right. I think is a little bit different. Okay, that's so true. So if you but go like, on I best popularity, it's box office numbers, right. you know, or something. If it's popular film, it's more of like a category where honestly to me it's more of like a franchise type movie where right. it's superhero or star wars or multiple movies then it becomes like which one told the best story and compelling why you know right but again we don't know the criteria but I, right but then i don't know like harry potter winning the this category best popular film right doesn't make me think any more or any less or make me think harry potter some prestigious movie yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't change my mindset about the yeah. individual movie. And I get why they're doing this. They're doing this because people are bored of the Oscars. That's they're exactly right. They're bored of watching it. And there are other changes with it where they're going to... Actually, it's weird because they're making the show longer, but they're cutting out some of like awards to be shown. Right. Yeah, so it's weird. So, like, I, I get why they're doing it. And I'd rather them try to do something than be like, ha ha, look at us. We're prestigious and no one gives a shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I, I respect your take. I just, I don't know. I think this is kind of a cop-out, and I'm not really all here for it. But I'm I'm open-minded enough to see where it goes, and I, I'll Right, I I'll think it's it. hard to pass judgment yeah. before so we've early. even done it. And so I don't early. think they're doing it till next year, right? Yeah, I think you're right. So it'd be the next Oscars, right? Or two Oscars No, I think it's now. two Oscars. Okay, okay, that's fair. In like 2020? Yeah. Okay. I think. You, you're probably right. Um, let's skip the Venom talk. Um, it, it came out. It'll probably be rated PG-13. Not really here for that. But um, the Eminem thing throws a little kink in it. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. More excited than I and was. he signed now. on to do what? Three? He did sign on. Venom it movies. came out that Tom Hardy signed on to do three Venom movies. Who knows if it'll be successful enough right. to get that far, but we'll see. A um, little bit of Joker origin movie talk. It's eyeing a rated R movie, uh, a rating due to nudity. Um, we can we don't really have to talk about this because we. I want to get into sports a little bit before we break. But uh, another note: Alec Baldwin joined the cast to play Bruce Wayne's father. LOL JK. He exited the movie literally a day after he was announced due Good. to scheduling issues. Um, would you, do you think that would have been cool to see him as Bruce Wayne's no. father? No, I think it's cool. He's to just see not a serious actor. Yeah, you're right. I actually, he was. It's funny. He was in, and uh, his dad could not be like. Please tell me, Batman's dad is not going to be. Is it Batman? Was he Batman? Play? Yeah, is, Bruce Wayne's dad. Yeah, please tell me we're not going to fucking relive the Batman dad story. I don't think so, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear this on the podcast, that should be hilarious. <laughs> we'll just let you th know what it might be. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think we'll get that story. God, but, I hope not. But it, hopefully, Batman will play a role in this movie at least. I don't know. I'm here for this movie. I know you're not really. We'll see what happens. We can skip the Will Smith talk. Uh, he's filming Bright Two and Bad Boys Three before Suicide Squad. So that's your little tidbit. Um, let's let's get into some sports because I want to talk here for ten minutes or so. Um, let's give a little college football preview, um, real short and sweet. We don't really 
we can wait till next time when we're fully entrenched with it to kind of break down all the games and shit. Um, but do you have any front runners to make a run at the playoff? Any sleeper teams? Um, any letdown teams? What do you What do you think here? Yeah, so I think the the favorites for the playoffs are probably um, Bama, obviously Clemson, obviously. Yep. I think Washington's a pretty big favorite, really? and they play Auburn first week, right? First week, yep. Do you, so you think Washington will win? I think so. Okay, um, they it'll be good, good yep. game. But I, I I narrowly think Washington wins. Okay, but is it at up. Washington or is I it? I think neutral? it's a neutral, but okay. I think it's close. I think it's in the South. I think it's in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah it's in Atlanta. You're yeah. right. You're so, right. Um, uh, Wisconsin's thrown in there a lot. Ohio State's thrown in there a lot. Um, I have to say, my squad. ESPN projected playoff. Yeah, by some Catholic numbnuts that wow. just threw them up there. I'm going to go ahead and say the name of the team in case you don't know who I am. Notre Dame, bitches. They were predicted to be the number four playoff If spot. they play Miami, are they the Catholics now or are they the convicts? With all the stuff going around with the Catholic Church. I don't know what's going on okay. with the Catholic Church. so We're, we're going to leave it there. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, That'll be for another thing. Probably offended a lot of people right there. Yeah, including me. Yeah, Dick. yeah. <laughs> yeah you're so offended. Um, yeah, so I think those are probably right now the top front runners. Okay. Um, as far as sleepers, a lot of people are really high on Boise State. I don't think they have enough to get really? there as a like actual playoff team. Yeah. But I think they'll be very good. Um, Michigan's a team that I think – uh, has as much talent as anybody in the country. Boo. They could get there. Georgia's another front runner. I forgot about that. Georgia. Um, trying to think of other sleepers. Any letdown teams? Yeah. And if you say Notre Dame, get Notre, the fuck out Notre of here. Notre Dame's just a perpetual letdown. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, uh, get out of my podcast yeah. video. <laughs> I think Auburn's a letdown team um, just because they'll have to play Alabama and Georgia and Washington. So, I mean, that's – that's, yeah, that's a toughie. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's not easy to do. Do you have uh, any Heisman predictions? Uh, Heisman predictions. I mean, Bryce Love probably is the front Bryce runner right away, right? Runner. I'll probably go. Did I tell you that I potentially had uh, the opportunity to get tickets for Notre Dame-Stanford? But Jeff. we have a wedding, so I had to, uh, my really? dad had to pass them down. So butthurt. That would have been so fucking cool, but yeah, go on. Tough. Um, I will go with Wisconsin's running back. I think Jonathan Taylor is his name. I'm not 100% sure. I will say that he wins the Heisman, if I had to guess. Wisconsin's guy. Yes. Okay, cool. Let's give a little bit of an NFL preview because... Wait, can we just talk about Urban Meyer for like yeah. five minutes? I, the reason I left him out is because I thought we kind of talked about him. Yeah, but, but more then, there's, out. Yeah, then there's right. been the verdict. Yeah. Go ahead. So this Do is you. like wild to me. So basically, every step of the way... Um, First off, let me plug another podcast before we start. What the fuck? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you if you like are interested in some really like well thought out um, conversations, yeah. on this, go listen to the Bigger Ten podcast. It's Steve Dace and John Miller. Not um, as good as our podcast, <laughs> but it's strictly it's about the Big there. Ten. Um, John Miller is the voice for Hawkeye Nation. Steve Dace does all sorts of stuff from politics um, to talk about Michigan football to um, he used to be a local radio giant here. Anyway, um, they bring up some really good points, and I'm probably going to echo some of the stuff they say, but anyway, go listen to them because they're very it's well thought out. Mm -hmm. Basically what we have here is every step of the way, Ohio State has tried to just throw some like stuff at the wall to like attack – this this lady's claim 
that like urban knew that his husband was beating her like all this shit mm-hmm. and basically everything they throw out is being disproven and like so you're, I, I'm not going to lie. I honestly don't know like anything about this. I haven't really. Right. So basically. But you don't have to explain. I, I know enough. His wide receiver coach was beating his wife. Okay. And now it's come out. He was arrested for a DUI at one point. He refused to breathalyze. So they basically just let him go. Which the fuck? You have to take them to jail. Yeah. And you get arrested if you do that anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but you're on the side of Urban Meyer. No, hell no. Oh, okay. Urban. I got I got that no, vibe for a minute. Sorry. No. Uh, then they said. um he was sending naked pictures of himself from the White House. He was ordering sex toys to the campus. This is the DUI guy. Yeah. Okay. Same guy. This is all the same guy. Jesus Beating Christ. his wife, doing all this shit. He went to like a bunch of strip clubs, was told like you can't be doing this stuff. Finally got fired. But then Urban Meyer took a question at Big Ten Media Day, said he had no knowledge of any of this stuff, okay. which is basically what got him in trouble because gotcha. then they disproved it. Got gotcha. you. Along the way, they've come out and shown text messages where Urban Meyer's wife was texting yep, the, I heard about the lady yeah. saying, are you okay, and all this stuff. Why that's a big deal, she is a, um, a she counselor school, right? for the University yeah, yeah. of Ohio State. So she has, by, I think, Title IX obligation to report that up the food of, or chain, the chain of command yeah. because you have to report that stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that if she knows that Urban doesn't know. Like mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no way – she doesn't tell him that. Yeah. Another like wrench in this is Urban's like mentor, the guy who showed Urban the way was this guy's grandfather. Oh fuck. Right. Another layer. So like yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of this stuff. Anyway, Ohio State decided to suspend him four games. I thought it was three games. Three games, you're right. Okay. And then they basically did a press conference, which Urban showed no remorse, didn't apologize, Damn, except you, for you hate to see that. Except for to Buckeye Nation because of the situation we're in. What a douche. Yeah. And then basically right after that and ever since, Ohio State has basically released this report that just shows basically that Urban Meyer fucked up every step along the way. Yeah. And what they've done is they've opened themselves up to pretty much that dude's wife can sue Ohio State for pretty much like write a number down and yeah. you could get it. Because they basically admitted to not doing their due diligence. Mm-hmm. They even said in the lawsuit or in uh, the report that Urban Meyer was on medications at the time that forced him to sometimes not remember things he very clearly once oh remembered. Oh, my God. Like, are you kidding me? That's your defense? That's crazy. Like, that is just mind-blowing to yeah. me that you can feed us that and you actually expect people to believe that. Yikers. And like, then there's that cult following that's like, all Ohio State all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys can't just step back and be like, this is wrong. That's a shitty person. Yeah. Like, how can you, this is this is what I don't understand. You're Ohio State. You're the number one revenue-making um, uh, school in America. Mm-hmm. You, you have the best athletic department in America. You can fire Urban Meyer and go hire any coach you want. True. And you won't lose anything. Yeah. You might have a bad, like one bad year, but then the next year you're probably in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Like if you hire anybody, why would you not fire him to at least save face? Yeah, I agree. That's what I don't get because now what you've done is you've given Michigan, Penn State, any school that wants to go recruit a guy, Ohio State's recruiting, and say, you're going to trust your son. Yeah, exactly. Your son to go play for that guy. Mm -hmm. You have a daughter right there. Like, 
you think that's okay? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. just set yourself up for all these things. And listen, Ohio State's still going to eat. They're still going to get really good recruiting classes. But it's going to hurt. Like, they're going to lose out on three or four or five guys that maybe they would have gotten. Yeah. And I think that's going to make a difference in the long run. But, man, it's just a shitty situation. Like, yeah, this is. poor woman finally had the courage to come forward, tell her story, and Ohio State basically just said, We'd rather win football games. Which is kind of reminiscent of at least the documentary on Joe Pa. No, or mean, not the documentary, truly, the, the movie. The, the, truly. they rather win football games and report something that's wrong. It's fucked up. Sad to see. It Sad is. Sad to see. Any last words? No, we'll do the NFL next time. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about a week or two. Yeah, we'll talk about the actual games. So. Um, I'm Trey Alessio, the Dawn of Entertainment. Thank you for listening. It was a fun one. Hopefully, we can kind of get in a more routine of the bi-weekly basis, but uh, it was fun getting together and talking about some music, movies, TV, and sports. Again, I'm the Dawn of Entertainment alongside Brandon Ogden, the Consigliere, and as always, we'll be back for more. Stay safe. Hey.